0: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, who or what was the strange visitor that came to a couple late one Christmas night? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about. Possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, and uh, 855 853 4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. You like the show. We appreciate that. And we'd like to give you some, uh, some extra episodes, like, oh, I don't know, 400 extra episodes. They're called EPP Bonus Episodes, jam packed with some of our best ghost stories. Uh, You get that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Uh, Five bucks a month gets you access to all of those, as well as our archive of episodes, which is literally the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. Uh, All of it commercial free. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of ghost stories to binge away on. You also get our advanced episodes too uh, before the release to the public and all, like I said, ad free. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to sign up and get in on all of that. It's uh, Tony and Carol with you on today's episode and I'm I'm sitting here and I'm talking and my eyes are shut as I'm talking and my head's like kind of like bobbing around <laughs> because I'm so... Oh, this
1: is a great indication of a super show coming up.
0: Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> but it has been... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get that little second wind here, but uh, it's been a long couple of days, but it's been good. My parents were in town and we uh, went around and uh, did some stuff. But it's, you know, by the time that's all done... I just I need, I need like a day to just decompress and to rest, oh, yeah. and today I, I did a little bit of that, but I, I was running a lot of errands. I didn't have a whole lot of just downtime, but uh, I may do more of that tomorrow, but I, uh, yeah, I'm just worn out. We, um, we went to uh, the Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas, and this is a place where you can basically dig for diamonds. You go out there, Uh, With a a bucket and a shovel, and hopefully a lot of sunscreen and then you you sift through gravel and then you sift that down into like the little pebbles and then you've got to kind of rinse it off and then hopefully you find a diamond in all of this dirt that you're now covered in as the sun beats down on you at 95 (laughs) degrees and there's no shade. Um, oh my this is how you spend a Saturday afternoon, everybody. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was fun. I would re- I would go on a less hot day next time if I were to ever go again, which I will never go again. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's, um, some people really get into that. Just kind of not my thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think of the, it's patients. like gambling.
1: It's like, I, if I just put in yeah. one more dollar into the machine, I might just hit it. I so it's just have. like there's a possibility that you'll find a diamond well, and the things
0: like worth some money it's a, the when people find typically are just tiny specks and they're already kind of you know shady and cloudy looking and compared to all the little pebbles you're going through i don't know if i was seeing them or not half the time cuz it's not like in most cases it's not going to be this shiny cut looking thing that you think of diamond no this it's like oh that's a diamond Cause I was looking in their little museum and like, Oh, those are diamonds. I had no idea. Like, how am I supposed to pick this out of this gravel? I don't know how, how I would, but. But
1: I think in like, I don't know if you tagged where you were or something and mm-hmm. I hit that. But of course there's like pictures of that place pop up and there's somebody like with this ginormous diamond. Like, yeah. Hey, look at me. Yeah. So that's what gets people. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what they think they're looking for.
0: There's that. I mean, I mean, hell, if you found that more power to you, but, um, yeah, that was just like, it's like we were digging ditches, uh, on on Saturday and it was, I mean, it was fun for a little bit, but it was just like hot. And then we're all like, okay, let's go to the hotel and go to the pool. And then that's, uh, what we ended up doing the rest of the, uh, the weekend. But, um, yeah, so there you go. That's how I wrapped up my summer vacation, I guess. I don't know I had the you know, summer vacation vacation, but. Summer? Summer. It's just summer, I guess. Just wrapped up summer because.
1: Yeah, because I think this is, what, September 21st. So I think the first day of fall is tomorrow.
0: Yeah, there you go. I think. And it felt like fall today for the first time. It was, uh, it's, it's like actually a little bit chilly out. So I'm ready for it. I'm totally ready for for fall and just get on with the year. Maybe, maybe 2022 will be better.
1: <laughs> one day I was driving, um, <laughs> here in 2021, hold my beer. Yeah. Um, I was driving down the street one day coming home from work and I, this was, and I keep meaning to tell you this cause I think this was about three weeks ago, two to three weeks ago. And I drove past a house that was 100% all decked out for Halloween mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god that's Tony's soulmate household <laughs> like, like the only other people I know who just can't wait oh yeah September one we decorate for Halloween Labor Day's over get out the Halloween decorations. that's what we did <laughs> I thought of you I'm Please. like oh my god Tony could so connect with those
0: people I'm halfway thinking of like just putting like Santa hats on the skeletons and calling it Christmas <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Would you please get a couple Santa jackets even?
0: Just leave it. Just leave them all I'd up. look
1: kind of Grinch-like from a distance.
0: It kind of would. It would kind of be like that. Or um, Who'd
1: you one Grinch? Oh, please. It'd be a little oh, bit, please, Tony. A
0: little bit of that feeling of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas kind of
1: Cindy Lou Who in that little haunted baby carriage you've yeah, got.
0: that'd be great. Oh, that's funny. And then if I could just find a reason to leave them up all the way into Easter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll have uh
1: yeah like the beard and the jesus hair and all that we yeah would that'd be, be great with some, a robe somehow that'd the
0: be. easter bunny is is uh intertwined in it all as well and you'd then get
1: mail. you'd get mail people writing you letters i
0: would get vandalized probably is what i would get <laughs> <laughs> at some point and uh a lot of people going are you okay sir are you okay like, yes i just love put up
1: a he is risen banner or is he <laughs> oh
0: god <laughs> or is he yeah, The Keith Morrison voice, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first one. It says this is not really a ghost story, but it's something I experienced when I was eight or nine years old and it felt real. It was Christmas morning and it was particularly a warm night in Southern California as we had our front door open with the screen door locked to let in fresh air. I was super excited to wake up early before my sister and my parents and get a glimpse at all the presents under the tree that I knew mom and dad had bought us. I knew at that age that Santa was not real. Everyone was still asleep, and I got up quietly and started to make my way through the noticeably short hallway to the living room. But before I crossed the threshold, I heard a noise that made me stop in my tracks. We had holiday bells on our screen door, and that was the sound I heard. It was not very loud, but I knew I heard those bells move. The Christmas tree was within my sight, in the front of the hallway, but I still had to round the corner to see the front door to my left. I knew my parents were asleep, so I was not sure why I was hearing noises in the living room. We had a cat, but she was old and did not run around the house. I got a strange feeling that something was not right. I slowly poked my head out of the hallway and looked to my left where the front door was. That's when I saw someone with a red jacket walking out of my front door. It scared me so much that I jumped back behind the wall and froze. Either I just saw Santa Claus or someone broke into our home. I stood there silent, holding my breath and terrified. I strained to hear any more noises, but there was nothing. I did not hear the door close. I did not hear the bells move. I did not hear the deadbolt being locked, and I did not hear footsteps. After standing there in the hallway for what seemed like forever, I finally got the courage to poke my head around again. The screen door was closed, and there was no one there. All was still. I walked over to the screen and saw that the deadbolt was locked. I was dumbfounded. I was sure that I saw someone walking out our door. I looked around the house to see if someone was still inside there, but no one. I was so shaken that I just went back into my room and shut my door. I honestly did not know what I just saw. I did tell my parents what I saw, but they thought it was just a dream. They did not believe me. I'm 37 now and I stand by my word that I saw something that morning walking out the door. Maybe he really does exist. That's an interesting one, because as a child, you're going to walk away from that going, wow, there's the evidence I was looking for. But uh, as an adult, you got to go, well, either this was something paranormal that had this look to it or someone was attempting to break into the house and heard someone moving around and was escaping out of there really quick. But then it doesn't account for the door and all that not being locked and, you know, all the, the, the technicalities there. Um, but I don't know. There's, there's another theory I had in something like this where it's is, is there the collective thought of, of all these people at one time, obviously children, you know, hoping and praying and wishing for, for Santa to come. Can that sometimes create something? I mean, it, it, just like when we talk about locations that are haunted, but uh, something happened there, but it turns out nothing ever really did happen there. But everybody's collective thoughts and energy about that almost creates its own haunting. Could yeah. that happen with something like like a character, like a, like a Santa Claus?
1: It happened to me. So I don't know, as you know, I don't have a lot of really early memories, but this would have been in like second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a pretty early memory for me. Yeah. And, and it was, um, uh, I just lost a tooth and I put it under my bed and I'm just, I want to see the tooth fairy because she's like the most beautiful creature ever and the dress and, you know, I, and my head, like she is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's like Cinderella is going to come in my room tonight and I really want to see her. So I'm going to try really hard just to lay here with my eyes closed and then I'm going to hear it. And then there's a very distinctive sound that silk hat or satiny silky materials have. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's got tulle under their dress, it's just a different sound.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I heard it. And I was like, oh my God, she's in my room. And so I lay there with my eyes shut. I heard it again. Oh my God this is my chance. Like, I'm going to open my eyes to see her Mm -hmm. and there was nothing there. Like, so you would think, well, that would have been your mom Mm -hmm. walking in. I also lived in a haunted house and I'm also waiting for the tooth fairy. So I don't, you know,
0: what was it? It was not my
1: mom. It was not my mom. She, I mean, her robe would, (laughs) would not have made that kind of swishy sound, Yeah. but there's just this very distinctive sound. Like, like when you see a Cinderella dress, especially women we know what and gay men we know what they sound like (laughs) and so i don't know what it was but i so desperately wanted to see her so it could have all been in my imagination um now that story though has some different elements to it like you know got out of bed and you know it, although I so badly wanted to, like, intersperse Twas the Night Before Christmas in that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So give me that story for next Christmas, and I'm going to rewrite it.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Because at one point you said all is still, and I thought you were going to say all is calm. Yes. All is bright. Um,
0: and break into song.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's, it goes both ways. Like, I distinctly remember hearing the tooth fairy come in my room. Did she know? Mm-hmm. She didn't. Um, but you know, like he saw somebody leaving.
0: Yeah, I
1: think there's yeah, just things,
0: there is more to it. Our minds, whether it's something paranormal or not, I think our a childhood mind can be extremely powerful, and it can almost—I mean, I don't want to say hallucinate, but I know I think it—it's—it's it, it's more apt to do it than a, a more fully developed brain. Uh, because I mean, I remember, and I know this was not anything paranormal. I know it was completely in my head. And I, I think it's the only time I've ever like hallucinated. Um, and there's, there was nothing medically wrong with me, but I was, it was such fear that I had in me that I was seeing things and I'd been, uh, going to the video store and I begged my mom, can we please rent thriller from Michael Jackson? And back then you could rent it on VHS all like 17 minutes of it. And I was like, it's such a short movie. I'm like, yeah, but I want to watch it. So of course I watched it like a hundred times. I want to
1: learn the dance.
0: Rewind it, play, rewind, play. And, um, I'm like eight or nine at the time. And I'm like, "Oh, it's because I love zombies. And I swear to God as I was supposed to go to bed at night. Uh, we were st- standing out or sitting out on the back porch. Mom's like, Tony, you know, time to go get ready for bed. Okay. So I walk into the house and I swear to God, I can still picture this in my mind. I looked up at the top of the staircase and there is the Michael Jackson zombie standing there, arms on his hips. And then I look to the other doorways and there's a zombie in front of each door. Ooh. And, and it was clear as day, like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm seeing this. And I freak out. I'm like, cause I wasn't expecting it. I, and I really wasn't, I, it was just weird and then i um and I, I i don't want to go up i don't want to go get, like it's fine go to get ready get ready and then they somebody had to finally come in there with me but i remember that vividly Well, you don't want to tell your parents <coughs>
1: because you're the one who wanted to oh, watch i know i know
0: and then i got yelled at for that it's like like told you you shouldn't you know but a dollar ninety nine rental exactly but um but I but I again I know that wasn't like me being sensitive to something. I know it wasn't something paranormal. It was but my it was clear as day. I was thinking, I was seeing those things. And I think children's minds do have that power as well. But I think it's also in many cases, you know, when it's not Michael Jackson's thriller. Uh cool th- th- to
1: th- see that ghost now. You yeah. Love that, I'd huh? love
0: to have that experience again. Maybe I should do mushrooms or something. Uh <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> It's like, I'm reliving my childhood, but back then I didn't have to do this. I'm trying anyway. Yeah. uh, What
1: about, like, if you did, like, I lived in a haunted house. mm -hmm. Maybe he was living in a haunted house. Yeah. And maybe your ghost is like, that kid wants it so bad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, like, I'm going to be the ghost of Santa tonight. (laughs) Like, I mean, seriously, if they can show up in old-timey clothes and shit, like, couldn't they show up in anything?
0: I would. I mean, I would totally do that.
1: I mean, maybe you got a good ghost that's like, God, she wants to see the tooth fairy so bad. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. That I I mean, I'm not gonna put on the dress. I'm only gonna sound like I'm putting on the dress. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I bet there's some other people who have similar stories.
0: I bet there's there's stories like with kids that say you know, claim you know have, have seen Santa. But I and, and nothing paranormal happening, but exactly what happened to me with the the thriller thing. You're, you're so excited for it. Your mind is pushing for it so bad that you actually do see it. And uh, that, that to me is, you know, that's cool. I think that's part of being a kid and you don't realize, you know, what power that is um, until you're older and you're looking back. On it well, a here's
1: way. a fun idea. So those people need to write in. You could do a whole Christmas episode or a Christmas yeah. week with those stories.
0: It'll be interesting. If anybody has uh Christmas uh, ghost stories, uh, now will be the time to start sending those in so we can start trying to put them together. Um,
1: that'd, be, that'd be interesting for a week or so, because a lot of those would be kind of yeah. ghostly. You now, I mean, we all have the Christmas horror stories where your mom leaves in
0: <laughs> <Huh? laughs> days.
1: Um, no, but I mean, everybody has bad Christmas <laughs> stories. We want those more. <laughs> Paranormal. <laughs> We're not talking
0: about the uh, Carol's Childhood Christmas <laughs> stories. Yeah, it's a little different.
1: Horror oh, well, stories. Then my dad walked out and whatever.
0: Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> it's it's just like what you see on Hallmark, except uh, it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was funny.
0: There you go. Uh, 855-853-4802, our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. It says, I have two stories for you. I am not, uh, uh, I have uh, not uh, eaten, it says. I would consider sensitive, but nonetheless, here it is. Okay. When I was four years old, we lived in an older, rundown part of Kansas City. In this old house, lots of weird stuff would happen. But what I remember was this. In the middle of the night, not every night, but frequently, I would get woken up by what I can best describe as a black person and white man. He would call my name and shake me to wake me up. One night, I remember telling him to leave me alone, and I did not want to play. He would not leave me alone. So I finally got up and climbed off the top of my bunk to play. My sister and I shared a room, but he never woke her up to play with us. I never really cared as we had to share everything anyway. We usually would play in my room, but that night he wanted to play in the kitchen. So I went with him. Side notes, our house had two entry doors, the front door and the kitchen door. The front door was closest to my mother's room. The kitchen was far enough from my mother's room that I'm not sure she would even hear it open or close. We played for a while. I could not say how long for sure. Suddenly, he asked me to go outside with him. I told him no. Obviously, it was super dark out and late at night. We lived in an unsure area, so I knew better than to go outside alone. He tried several times to convince me to go outside. At this point, I could tell he was getting angry. I told him no. I never remember ever fearing him before that night, but that night I was scared. To my recollection, he finally left and went out the door. I do not recall him opening it. Thankfully, this is the last time I remember seeing him. I still wonder what could have happened if I'd follow him. Fast forward 10 years in the future, we had moved into a different house in Kansas City. I always got an eerie feeling about the closet in my bedroom in the basement. I only ever went down in the basement once or twice, and I rarely ever went in my closet. The feeling in there is so heavy. One afternoon, my sister and a friend and I were spending time together in our bedroom. I don't know where we heard a loud banging sound from inside the closet. Of course, being teenagers, we immediately thought it was a ghost. So my sister and friend giggling started saying that if you think that is you, knock three times. If that is you, open the door. As soon as the words fell from their mouths, the door flew open, slamming against the wall. I instantly felt a feeling of dread. We all ran out of the room as fast as we could. I did not sleep well for weeks after that. I don't think I would either. Thoughts on that?
1: That's creepy. Like the the person who is trying to get her to go outside Mm -hmm. and you would wonder like, what if I would have gone outside?
0: Yeah. What was the purpose?
1: And always getting, why get up, get you up in the middle of the night to play Mm -hmm. anyway. It's like, come on. And then to want to go outside. It almost makes me think something happened to that person outside. Mm -hmm. And I think I've, I actually think that's one of those that you should be thankful you never went outside. Yeah. Because I don't think whatever was outside was good. Because especially if you get scared and like you're like, no, 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 I just want to go back to bed and then you're scared. That's not... Yeah.
0: That's creepy. That could be like a a horror movie right there. Like, don't go outside in theaters November 15th. Um, Where it's... um, (laughs) Just the um, it, it's something that keeps luring children to go outside at night. And that's like what the, this town has to fight off and educate their children about. And, you know, this is constantly like kids are getting woken up and, you know, lured outside. And we never know what happens to them, but it's just, you know, they just disappear. Something comes in and then then the, the town has to figure out what happened.
1: You know, between you and me, we come up with a lot of really good movie ideas. We
0: do. We really do.
1: Because that's a really good movie idea. Because that's one that would be scary. Mm-hmm. Like, really scary. Yeah. And then, you know, but if you really want to get a kid to go outside, you know, you have to entice them with what's so cool out there. Not scare them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something what wouldn't have been right.
0: Don't go outside in theaters. And I'm November 15th. Yeah.
1: We gotta get. We gotta start working on our movie writing skills.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, we have a lot of great horror movie ideas. So
1: that's one thing that you and I do always have great ideas. Now we don't always get them done.
0: <laughs> no, it's, but they're they're there.
1: There's, we have lots of good ideas.
0: Yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our number. Let's go to a caller. Hi, huh? you're on the air.
2: Hi, my name is Angela, and. In 2015, June of 2015, my house caught on fire. I have a condition where I uh, get nauseated and the food doesn't pass through like it should. So I got up to go to work one morning and my husband was at work, my son was at work, and my daughter has... Spent the night at my mother's, which is very strange for her because my mother has a room with all these dolls, and she feels like the dolls are not comforting that they are looking at her. That being said, I was alone. I got up about seven, feeling rotten, and I let my dog out uh, a little tub. She never goes out of the yard. So, I wasn't worried that she was outside. Meanwhile, I sat down in the recliner, um, just trying to feel better, you know, giving myself some time
1: before
2: I took a shower. And I had called my boss and told her I would be in a little later if I, you know, were to get to feeling better. Um, at approximately i don't know when it happened sometime between seven fifteen and 9 o'clock i sat down in the recliner and went to sleep the dog was still outside and um, i woke up and my house was filled with smoke i don't know if the smoke detectors woke me up i don't remember that going off when i woke up but i was very disoriented all i had to do was stand up turn around and there was the door um well when I got up the first thing I did was gasp wrong thing to do when there's a fire in your home um I immediately couldn't breathe fell to the floor and from there I got disoriented it seemed like at least five minutes but I don't know if it could have been that long or not I I just thought okay um I reached to the bathroom door. That's as far as I got. I thought that was the outside door. And at that point, I thought, okay, this is it. This is how I'm going to die. I've got my son, my husband, my daughter out of the house. It's only me. So that's good. Um, I'm not going to get out of here. So I kept trying, though. I kept crawling on the, the floor. And then there's a usually a metal piece that, is at your doorway where the carpet stops in the entry entryway carpet, linoleum, whatever. I mean, linoleum, um, you know, it meets. So there's a bar. Well, I felt that, but I could not get enough energy to, to raise up and get the doorknob. It was just over. And a little girl, uh, 12, maybe, um, in a long dress, like 1800 period, the buttons went all the way up to her neck, long, curly black hair. I couldn't really make out her face, but it was her eyes. They were dark, just, just like on a movie where they were dark. And um, she gave me a push three times toward the door. And the last time that I had enough energy or enough drive to open the door, when I reached for the knob, I found it. I got out. I got out on our, our porch and crawled down the steps, and a local EMT guy just happened to see me. He was going to the little general store that was next door to me. And so he helped me, he called 911. I don't remember anything until I got to the hospital. And then I kept trying to tell people about this little girl, that she saved my life. And um, my husband didn't want me to say anything. He said, you're gonna be on the the behavioral med floor. You know, just don't be talking about it. But I was so amazed that that is the only way I made it out of life and um my neighbor was so intrigued with it she searched the house when we purchased the house said it was built in 1940 and that's not true it uh, actually had log underneath it and you could tell it was much older so she dug a little deeper in the records found out that it was in the late 1800s that it was built and there's very sketchy information about who's who lived there prior, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but the odd thing is, two weeks prior, again, I was in the house, home alone, in the bed. Everybody was gone, and I was getting ready to watch TV. I heard this little girl's voice say, Daddy. And I thought, okay, Emily's not here, um, my daughter. and..." I thought, what was that? And I thought, oh, it's just your imagination, you know, just don't worry about it. I got comfortable again, same thing happened. Daddy. So I get up, turned on all the lights, started playing with the dog and just chalked it up to, I don't know, I'll never be able to explain it, so I'm not going to. Um, approximately two weeks after that, before the fire, my daughter and her friend, who were teenagers, preteens, were upstairs in her bedroom. She heard a little girl say hello. Well, this was no different time than it is now when kids are always on their phone. She and her friend were facing back to back, and they heard it again. And Emily said, Was that you? Did you hear that? And her friend said, yes, I did. And they immediately ran down the steps like a herd of cattle. And I think, you know, I don't know that much about spirits or anything like that. I've always been intrigued with it. I've always watched shows. And my husband would say, don't watch those kind of movies. You know, you're going to bring something in here. And he's a little superstitious as well. But I did it anyway, because I like that kind of stuff. And I can't help but think that it was a warning. And we just didn't know how to process it. That that little girl was trying to tell us that something was going to happen. And we just ignored her warning. And still to this day, I too live in the Bible Belt, and it's looked upon as, ah, eh, you didn't have enough oxygen. You were crazy. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. It was just a hallucination. But you can't explain the two prior incidences, and all this happened within a six week time. So that's my ghost story. And I do believe in ghosts. But now I go easy on the movies because once you've seen what you're trying to learn about and think, is it possible? Is it not possible? Once it's happened to you, you don't have to search anymore. You know that it's real. And um, that's my ghost story.
0: Thank you for sharing your ghost story with us on the episode. Thoughts?
1: I thought it was brilliant. I thought that was a great story. I thought if we truly were giving out personal pan pizzas, she should get one for that story. Yes, I agree. But I just thought that was such a good story. I think, though, I kind of disagree with her a little bit at the end. Um, I think a lot of people are drawn to it more than trying to find the answers because you're not going to find answers or any additional information necessarily by watching a ghost story or kind of but you're just drawn to it mm-hmm. you know I, so I think a lot of people they just see it and they can't help themselves and they want to watch it me I'm like no I'll dream about it all night don't want to yeah but the I 100% believe that little girl came to her and the little girl could have been you know maybe it was some kind of foreshadowing or something mm-hmm. um I don't know, but it was one of those stories where there was a plot twist in it. Because at first I thought it was gonna be a creepy story about the daughter sleeping at the grandma's house with all the dolls in the room. Mm-hmm. Relatable, since my mom used to have that room. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't go there. Then she had. Then she put her dog out and forgot to get her dog. And I'm like, crap, this is gonna be some horrible story. Something bad happened to her dog plot twist probably because the dog was outside she saved its life Mm -hmm. you know and so it was like going in these different directions I just was like as a storyteller I thought that was just very well done
0: it kept going yeah no I thought it was really good
1: but then to and I totally get how I have never been in a fire but people who have been say they get disoriented really easily and because it is kind of lack of oxygen and maybe the lack of oxygen made her see the girl. Sure. I don't know. But she wouldn't have gotten out had she not seen her.
0: No. I I think it was so, there for a reason and obviously did its job. Speaking of yeah. uh, of uh, creepy dolls and things like that, I've noticed a lot of places around this year you can buy just like random doll parts uh, for Halloween decoration. <laughs> It's just like bag of like doll arms and heads. And I uh, was at an antique store yesterday, and I, I got a really cool picture and I posted it up on my uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Tony Bruski B R U E S <laughs> K I. And the uh, the picture uh, it's it it's just labeled jar of heads. That's like literally <laughs> what what the label is on this jar, and it's old porcelain doll heads.
1: Oh my God, that's so creepy. And there's like
0: three or four of them. Have you seen the, the picture?
1: I have seen the picture. Yeah,
0: and it is cool. And I just, I took it, I kind of made it black and white, but then just pulled a couple colors into it. And it was just this odd shot of, but I've noticed that. even When we were at, uh, like, I think it was like at home or something, they had, um, like, next to the bag of skulls, you could buy the doll parts. So I did, of course. And I have, like, doll arms coming out of shrubbery. Uh, in the front of my house now, and just oh random God. things, you know.
1: You know, like I think if you got your doll parts at Home Goods or whatever that place is, yeah, um, that's one thing. If you get like porcelain doll parts, that's they something. would stay outside. I wouldn't yeah. be bringing that shit. I don't. I, I don't
0: like any. Of that. The, the, the thing is, the porcelain in your break. haunted
1: doll carriage. They could all go in there yeah,
0: with the uh, the baby carriage. I know. Well, it's just it's it's crazy oh, yeah, to think it's a of real
1: that. Real baby carriage, it's not a doll. No, carriage. it
0: is a real baby carriage. And I said to Harp, I said, you know, the babies who were pushed in this thing are dead now, and that that sounds horrible. But these people would be like over a hundred years old. Uh, oh yeah. On that, and it's just it's just crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. And I don't know, I mean, why why is it that baby strollers and things like carriages are so spooky? It's not like you really think of like if you're going to be dead or if you die, like, oh, I'm going to go haunt my old baby carriage. Uh, or is it the idea of a child dying and then that child haunting? I don't know, because I, I, I don't really think of it that way either. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But there's something really inherently creepy about them.
1: Especially those dolls. Like, yeah. on, the, on the group page, there's been a lot of doll posts yeah. on that since I've been involved in them. Um, they're just creepy.
0: There's that whole market for buying haunted dolls. And um, yeah, I'll pass. I will pass. I don't need one of them. Um, <laughs> but I would
1: it. also not be bringing home a haunted baby carriage for my golf
0: course. Well, so we're going to have a separate billing just for our haunted objects. <laughs> That's what I think. What is that over
1: there? Don't put, there. Don't put them in with it. Yeah. The animals, that's just not fair. Like,
0: what is this? We got the shed over here for the, the lawnmower and stuff. We got the garden stuff. We got the animal shed and we got the studio over here. What is this other shed that's way off in the corner, Tony? With the That cru- little bitty one. It looks like there's like, you have a lot of crucifixes on the door. And uh, what's going on with that? Why is there so many padlocks on it? Why why is there like goat blood uh, around the, the edges of the door that you seem to go and paint every day? Uh, at a very specific time, at seven fifteen in the morning, you're out there with the goat blood. Every what? What is that? Oh, that's. And we- then
1: you say we don't talk about that.
0: What are you talking about? We don't talk about that shed. <laughs> it's like my own little like murder she shed, but it would be where I just put haunted shit that people send me or that I come across, and that'd be great.
1: I posted a good picture on Instagram today of my cat at the murder she shed <laughs> in my backyard. I turned it black and white, and she's gray, so it looks kind of cool. Uh huh. It's just like my cat, I said, Rizzo doing a paranormal investigation in the murder she shed.
0: I gotta see this.
1: It's like her own little thing. It's kind of adorable. Her and her little cat self doing a paranormal investigation.
0: Oh, look at that! Yes, right? I love. She's it.
1: adorable.
0: And then three seconds later, <laughs> the cat gets sucked into the murder she shed, never <laughs> to be heard from again.
1: Don't go in too far. Ah, she walked in too far. Fur to
0: be found. Yeah, that's creepy. All right. And just
1: on cue, she came over and jumped up on my lap. Yeah. Weird.
0: All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, help us stay on the air, become an extra podcast person, an EPP as we call them. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and so much more. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.